Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today is our seventh episode with Beauty and Health Director of Teen Vogue, Elaine Walteroth. Welcome, Elaine. All right. Hey, excited to be here. So you were working at Glamour before you were at Teen Vogue. Yes. What is the difference of working on the beauty side at Teen Vogue versus the beauty side at Glamour? So in a lot of ways, there it's a big difference. Um, and mainly it comes down to the reader. The audience is, is quite different. So for Glamour's audience, it's a more mature woman who has a career, in some cases children and a husband. So the way that you approach beauty for that woman is at least a little more conservative. Um, and you want to speak to her about beauty in a way that's a bit more accessible and maybe more service oriented, you know, yeah. versus for Teen Vogue, we speak to a younger reader who is much more experimental when it comes to beauty and tends to take a lot more risks and has fun with beauty as a form of self-expression. Right. So our approach to beauty is wildly creative and completely out of the box and we tend to also use beauty as a lens to talk about things like identity and self-confidence we throw formulas to the wind and we just say like what feels relevant what feels really cool and fresh what are we seeing on instagram like right. what are girls on the street really doing like like your audience right now that you're speaking to is going to graduate into a glamour girl totally so it's good to be in their mind and know like where they're going and i, I think that's really cool yeah so we're just coming off fashion month which you know, is exhausting for editors and crazy. Uh, and it's it's a great time, I think, for beauty editors to get backstage, kind of get in the buzz of what's going on. Were there any products that were new and innovative? I think less, like, about specific products and more about, like, new, like, the beauty trends. Like, the beauty trends that I'm really into right now, I would say. I'm, I'm a lipstick girl. I've always been a lipstick girl. But I think right now, lipstick's having a, a revival that's going to, like, like for fall, I think people are really going to be into lipsticking again. Even people who are not into lipstick and are, like, Interesting. I look like a clown with lipstick. I hear that all the time yeah. from young girls. Um, but Dior, that lip, it was this, like, almost black lip. Yeah. And it was glossy. And it just felt really, really cool, really glamorous cool and glamorous which is kind of a hard thing to strike and so so lipstick and dark bold like liquid lipsticks I think will be a big thing for fall and then also something that I, I got really inspired when I went to Korea I saw all the girls on the streets wearing um, their lipstick just in the center of their lips and I called it popsicle pout it kind of looks like you just like sucked a popsicle and it like popsicle. yeah, yeah. And, like, it has that little stain in the center and so I think for a girl who's a minimalist and who's not into a ton of color it's a kind of a cool way to wear a fresh way to wear a little lip lipstick yeah so I and I actually saw that at a couple of shows it's like so reminds me of childhood right I feel like when you're like in the summer and you like have, you like have lipstick from ice cream or totally on your face totally and there was and like you'd see yourself in the mirror and be like wait yeah like, like this kind of looks pretty. good yeah <laughs> right can I have another popsicle right um <laughs> so that sure. and then I think the last trend I would just like quickly quickly touch on which is such a such an accessible trend is a like this crazy mascara moment like we were calling it spidey senses but it's just like I feel like for years we've been trying to move away from clumps and like how do we get clump free lashes but now a lot of shows really had like kind of like 
clumpified lashes, but it felt fresh and cool. And when nothing else is on your face, it was kind of a a throwback to Twiggy, but not that literal. Yeah, Jason Wu did it. And it just felt really fresh and cool. So I think that's just something like layering on mascara is a, is a very relatable idea that like any girl can can kind of rock. And my favorite mascara is like drugstore mascara. Totally. Maybelline. Oh my gosh. Maybelline. The pink one. Great yeah. lashes or it's okay. You're I'm a, a great, great lash, lash girl. I have a very. It's okay. so good. It's very <sighs> and inexpensive. Working at a young publication, the audience is obviously digital first. Is there some content that still works better in print versus digital for beauty? Yes. And I would say, I like to frame it like this, the difference between producing content for web and producing content for the print magazine is sort of like the difference between snacking on like anything that you can get your hands on that like has that feels instantly gratifying and like stuffing as much of it as you possibly can in your mouth at one in one sitting <laughs> versus sitting down on Sunday night to devour um, a really great like meal, a really a feast that you want to Instagram and share with your friends. That's a, a good analogy. Right? And like it's not a, it's not a value. I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's just two very different experiences. And when you sit down for a Sunday night dinner, it's really all about the experience and the curation. And it tends to take a lot longer to put it together, but it's worth it in the end It's because it's a different type of experience that you're looking for to have right. on a Sunday night dinner proper versus like raiding the, the in pantry. In between work or in whatever. In work or just whatever, like racing around. The, yeah. So to that point shoots that are more high concept and tend to be really creative um, and that take a, a long a longer time to put together to get the right people involved the photographers the stylists and it's really all about the team like the quality of teen vogue is it all comes back around to the collaboration of the the best people in the industry and so every single detail is thought through so those stories that require that level of detail and attention tend to sing in book and then the way you know the way we know the way we judge a successful print story is if it has legs on social media and we're finding a lot of our stories including cover stories that we do go crazy on social media and you know our cover story with Amanda in February people yeah. like really loved that I mean and then I would say for digital the stories that tend to do better are things like celebrity hair transformations it's news you can use it's yeah. like quick snackable of the moment so anything kendall and kylie gg related is (laughs) is like internet gold so there's like some of those things that are a little bit more formulaic that we know do really really well online but it's not to say that we shy away from really great quality work as well on on the internet and i think teen vogue's in particular i think we do a good job of thinking about content in general in a very modern way as opposed to thinking about well what like you're a print editor or you're an online editor this right. is a print story this is a web story it's rather like and not to use another food reference i sound very like <laughs> Are you hungry, hungry. <laughs> i am hungry right now actually it's lunchtime but you know i think the old school way of approaching content for print was like okay we have this huge cow but we're going to cut the best part and we're going to make filet mignon and then we're going to throw everything else away but the way we approach content at Teen Vogue in particular is like here's the whole cow we're going to make this filet mignon then we're going to take all the other parts of the cow and figure out 
how to make something out of them that's going to be just as delicious. Right. And so we 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 take say a cover story and we're like, okay, what's the social element here? What's the Snapchat story? We take assets and and allocate them to different social platforms accordingly and that's yeah. when we really find the the greatest success and like we want to take a story that we think is important and amplify it across all of our platforms. It's exciting and cool and fun for you guys yeah. to get to strategize in that way and really get more out of a print story than just being read in print. Absolutely. Which is awesome. Yeah. What is intimidating about your job? You know, I'm not intimidated by my job. <laughs> I'm excited by my job. I'm I feel like also that's a result of course of having done it for three and a half years. So I Confidence. I've had a time to yeah, I've had time to really understand my role and then maximize it. And I think I'm in that really cool place where I've hit my stride and I feel really empowered actually. And I feel, I kind of know my wiggle room and like I'm playing in in that like unknown space right now and like constantly pushing myself every issue to be like, how can we, how can we push this more creatively? How can we make it even, make what we're doing even more relevant? How can we reach a different reader? with the stories that we tell. So I'm, I'm like, I'm in my groove right now. I'm, yeah, not, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't say intimidated. Um, but certainly, you know, I have felt intimidated at different points in my career. Absolutely. And especially right out of school, it's, it's overwhelming and Absolutely. anywhere you go to work, you're going to have some sense of intimidation because you're at the bottom. Yeah. And it's, I remember knowing, like it was yesterday. Yeah. And it's just knowing that like, you're going to hit your stride at some point, you're going to get there where you're like in a meeting and you're like, yes, like I know what's up. I know what's yeah. going on and you're going to feel good, but and it'll surprise you. You'll be like, I really sound like I, I was talking about just then that was great, you know, or, but it takes time. You have to stick with whatever the challenge is. You have to stick with it and, and just have faith that like at some point, I am going to turn this corner and, and I'll be able to look back and say like, yeah. I did that, you know, definitely. I, I came through it. So yeah, definitely. So obviously, you know, your role is beauty and health focus, but what are your interests outside of work? What's outside of work? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, my interests outside of work. I mean, I love, I love, this seems work related, but it, and it kind of is, I guess. But I do love dragging my friends to workout classes. That's like my jam. There's the I, best ones in New York. We have so many options. We're so lucky. We are so lucky. There's so many cool boutique fitness classes yeah. that allow you to have fun while working out and kind of mix it up. So I love dragging friends to, I mean, I love working out in groups. So that's why I'm always dragging people. It motivates me to like actually do it. Yeah. But I will drag friends to like, Beyonce dance classes. Uh, there's a company called Banana Skirt Productions, which has really fun I classes. I've heard of it. <gasps> I'll have to check it out. You need it. You need to check. It will change your life. There's one okay. called Ratchet Zumba. <laughs> okay. What beauty Snapchat accounts must we follow? Okay. Well, first of all, mine, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. We're plugging yours in I'm our editorial kidding. and everything. No, but I'm I'm joking. But I am super obsessed with Snapchat. It's actually problematic. Everyone in my office is like, when you're around Elaine, you have to like sign your life away on a release form because everything's yeah. up for grabs on her Instagram. I mean, on her, sorry, on her Snapchat. Um, but yeah, I love, love, love Snapchat so much. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's the best. Um, but I also love, you know who I've been following lately is Jen Atkin. Sammy loves Jen Atkin's <gasps> snap. Loved yeah, Jen Sammy, Atkin. Sammy loves it. Yeah. 
she is so fun and and I have a philosophy because I think you could fall in love with someone on Instagram and think you'd really like them in real life then you follow them on Snapchat that's the true tell test of a character it's like because there's just it's just so raw it's so spontaneous and someone's personality and spirit really comes through and so Jen's one of those people that like when I followed her on Snapchat I was like this seals the deal. Like you're like, I still like you. <laughs> I really, I like you even more on Snapchat. That's how you yeah. know it's real. Yeah. So, um, I, I say follow her. She's got, she's, she's just great. Um, I also, you know who I love is, um, Christy Dash at Allure. We did a podcast with her. Did you? Oh my God. Oh, you girls did. loved it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. They she's, loved it. The thing about Christy for, especially for your audience is she's just fresh out of school, so you know, relatable. second job, so relatable. And she brings you into all those little, like kind of like it's the smallest details of her, your day that seem meaningless, but then it, she makes them so funny. Yeah. She's funny. Like her personality is She's a, yeah, she and she's such a millennial. She's such a yeah. millennial that, and it's just so funny to see her yeah. her whole life, like literally her whole we life. We like on her. Snapchat. Our girls love her. Yeah, we did. We've done a lot of fun stuff with her, and it's always everyone gets really excited by it. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Quick short questions. Cool. One word answer. Okay. Short hair or long hair? <sighs> Awkward face. Which is what you're in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I like it. Dance class or yoga? Dance all day nice and one product you can't live without mm, rms concealer on cover up oh i have to try it it's i have the their like thing. shine their little like shine thing oh the luminizer the luminizer yeah that's incredible the cover but up's the good complete like game same changing. pod or it's a little yeah same pod okay it's coconut it. oil based it completely melts into your skin and it just nice. looks like it, it's almost like a snapchat filter Oh, I need that. Yeah, it's just a little better than you really look, you know, and it, it, it doesn't feel cakey. It doesn't crease. Yeah. Because it is coconut oil based, it really does absorb into your skin. I want to try it. Yeah, you got to try it. It's good. Cool. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun chatting thank with you. you. It was fun chatting with you, too. This cool. Is cool. Thank you, Elaine, for talking to us. Be sure to keep up with Elaine on Instagram and Snapchat at Elaine Walter Roth. I hope you will all join us for our next Office Hours conversation and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then... Be sure to listen to College Fashionista's Office Hours next episode where I'm chatting with Jaina Maleri from Condé Nast Traveler and she definitely knows all the cool spots. So be sure to tune in.